When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you think of Rugby Sevens, there's a few names that spring to mind straight away, and Kurt Baker's one of them. Earlier this week, Kurt called time on his illustrious Sevens career that included five World Series titles, two Commonwealth Golds, and Olympic silver medal. Pretty impressive. No wonder he's getting naked all the time. The man of the moment is clothed, while well, we hope he's clothed, and is on the line with us now. Morning, mate. Gentlemen, how are you? Good mate, you got your kit on? Yeah, just, just had a wee quick down, just tidying myself up for you. <laughs> we really appreciate it, Crut. Well done, congratulations on, on an awesome career. Um, mate, you're an absolute champion, but that double thumbs up celebration is synonymous with, with your game and, and what you brought to, to the field every single time, mate. Was it a tough decision to make in the end? Uh, no, it wasn't. I um, I feel like I'm content with what I'd achieved um, in the Sevens jersey, and I, I think the timing was right. Um, they're probably moving forward with a, a new crew for the next Olympic campaign. So, um, yeah, I think the timing was right. I was I was happy with where I was at and what I'd achieved in in the Sevens jersey. So, um, yeah, I thought it was the timing was good. Hey, Kurt, yeah. we talked to Titch yesterday and uh, got an insight into what he thought about you while you were playing, and Izzy as well. He, they reckon you're a little bit of a you know, hard man on the pitch. Just take us through so that our listeners know the, the mentality you took out there on the pitch. Like when you, what Izzy said, he said, when he gets up off the pitch, he makes that, oh no, it was Titch, he said, he made that tackle down the sideline, but he got up and had to rub his hand in his face just to let him know that you were there. <laughs> what was it about your game that you thought really wound people up? Oh, I'd say my face would probably be a good starting point. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I probably have always played um, rugby on the edge of, I suppose, the law. Um, people that know me know I'm a, I'm a pretty competitive person. So I, I, I presume that's a, a big part of the reason why I've, I've been doing what I've, I've done for so long. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting. I actually presented the jerseys to the boys um, in the last tournament in Dubai, and um, the last thing that I said to them was, um, "When we cross the white lines, we're not we're not paid to be liked." So um, I, I sort of mm. that was kind of what I live by as a sevens player, and um, yeah, I, yeah people like it or not, I I feel like um, you know I could always shake someone's hand after the game, and more than happy to have a beer with them. So as long as I held that. Um, sort of in my values, and um, I wasn't too worried about what people thought about what I did on the field. Mate, 
I can I can um, agree to that because you absolutely sprayed me in those Manawatu Hawks Bay games. Absolute <laughs> lip from yourself. Look, let's hear from a couple of clips that that Ch- um, Titch said yesterday and and get your reaction to them. Man, I looked at him the other day. I don't know whether you saw it, but um, he he let Perry he showed Perry Baker the outside, and KB sure enough had the angle on him and a beautiful tackle and put him into touch. But just before he gets up, he has to push his hand in his face, you know, like, <laughs> whether that's to, to, to push himself to get up off the ground or not, I don't know, but, um, oh, mate, you absolute grub. Why do you have to do it? <laughs> I don't know. I think the sport we play, um, it demands so much physically, um, yeah, there's so many opportunities for you to get as an individual to get, I suppose, um, shown up. So when you when you do catch dudes like Perry Baker, I think you sometimes need to make it known that um, you did get them. It's a it's a small <laughs> win in a in a big old pond where you don't get too many wins. Mate, but it wasn't all harsh comments from your your fellow coach. Here's Titch with another nice comment for yourself. To be fair, mate, he had a big engine. Eh, he worked particularly hard mm. for me and. Uh, and played particularly well. I still remember him scoring the winning try when we won the gold medal in Delhi in, in 2010. You know, some really good memories. And KB, to be honest, you know, he was um, uh, he was probably the, one of the fittest, if not the fittest, guys in one of my squads in one of the years. You know, he, he worked particularly hard and uh, and he deserved all those tournaments and all those games that he's played for the All Blacks there. And... There you go, mate. What, uh, probably nice uh, one man. of the... Yeah. Very nice words, mate. One of the fittest. So you obviously didn't disappoint him that much. What were your memories from from Titch, you know, playing under Gordon Titchens and him giving you the opportunity to represent the black jersey? Yeah, like I've got a lot of time for Titch. Obviously, missing out on um, Rio, I suppose, tarnished a bit of that. But um, yeah, I think the things that I still have in my game now and, and me as a person, the values that I have, I think a lot of that has come from from Titch. Um, he he just didn't accept um, you not working hard, which to me I think is bloody important in sevens. Um, and Titch was really clear on what he believed um, his standards were or the team standards. And, you know, I actually admire him for that. Um, he's done some amazing things for, for sevens in New Zealand and probably the sport, to be fair. So, um, yeah, you, I think our team, the All Black Sevens team, is built on, on effort. They always, you know, we always like to say that we never have our effort questioned, and I, I think that's that's probably come from from someone like Titch, who's you know he just didn't accept that there, there was lack of effort from anyone. Um, it didn't matter who you were, so um, he's probably a big reason why um, I had the work ethic that I did. Hey, hey Kurt, you you've been around for a long time, and you you know was there a time when you looked out on the pitch over all those years, and a player that you played alongside thought, "Man, I'm so glad that guy's in our team." Who's that player? Oh man, yeah, honestly, I don't even know if I could single one out. Like, if you look back, well, in, for instance, in our um, in our changing room here in Mount Monganui, there's a there's a um, honours board of every All Black Sevens player, and if you read through the list, it's it's pl- pretty bloody impressive. So, I think to <laughs> single one out, you'd be um, it'd be a bit unfair on the rest of them, to be fair. Um, yeah, I, you think of New Zealand rugby as a whole in the last sort of ten to fifteen or ten years that I've been involved, um, pretty much anyone that's half-decent outside backs rolled through that team, um, a fair few all-blacks. So, yeah, I'm not sure I could single one out, to be fair. 
Is he there? You think of your chuck his name, mate. I'm a one year wonder. I'm a one year wonder, brother. I could not do it. I could not do it for as long as you did, mate. Holy heck, (laughs) my body will be in even more bits. <laughs> Oof. Uh, but look, when you think of those, you know, fifty-three tournaments and all the achievements, well, what really stands out? What is your most proudest moment in that jersey? I don't know, man. Like before this year, I would have said probably the World Cup in San Francisco. But um, to be honest, I think you know one of my proudest wins would have been LA this year. Um, and I think the reason for that was I hadn't played a lot. Um, this year for, for numerous reasons but um, I, I sort of had to work really hard to, to get back and, and play and then obviously our team's results post um, the Olympics we hadn't really won anything so um, you know to be a part of that, that crew that got back on the, the winning side and um, the way we did it with sort of nine guys going into the final was, was pretty cool um, and it was also my 50th tournament so it was sort of like a little fairy tale finish for me and um, yeah, I, I sort of look back and you're like, yeah, again, you can't really single out any any one win. Um, they've all got their own um, different attributes as to why they're special. But yeah, I think that last one in LA was was pretty cool. Hey, Kurt, just nice. just for the listeners here, can you sort of tell us what it was like, you know, on a sevens field when you had the put, you know, the ball in your hand, what it sort of looked like as opposed to the fifteens, and and how much you enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I suppose space obviously is a, the key difference, but um, whether ball in hand or not ball in hand, it's just that um, it's just, you, you're you hung out to dry. Really, defensively, you, <laughs> you've got a whole lot more space than anyone else against some of the fastest and most agile athletes um, in rugby. So, if you think of it like that, um, you're probably on edge for all 14 minutes, um, yeah. and. Yeah, I think the game's changing a lot. So there's different different aspects of the game now that um, that scare you. But um, if if you just think of sevens as a whole, the consequence if you get something wrong is probably a you know, seven points. So um, I think it's a great way for sort of young players to learn the game of rugby and the and the um, what consequence means in, in the game of rugby. So from that mm. sense, I, I think that's probably the main thing is. You make a mistake, you're gonna stick out like dog's nuts. So you, you learn not to make as many. Eh? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, I love that comment. Clip that one, mate. Look, um, <laughs> let, let's let's ask uh, about the situation now with World Series. Obviously, the disappointment of Wellington moving to Hamilton, and then that kind of not uh, being as successful as we had hoped. And now they've turned a, a full 180 and, and gone away and taken away our World Series. Uh, down here in New Zealand, mate. How disappointed are you about that situation? Yeah, it is disappointing. Um, I think Kiwis, you know, obviously Wellington was humming for a while there, and it was probably due to a few factors that it, it, it struggled those those latter years. Um, yeah. I think fair few good times in the crowd there, so I got no complaints about Wellington. Um, and then <laughs> so, and then Hamilton, I think, had, had tried to do it really well. It's just. I think the, the way that World Rugby are heading with sevens, they're trying to reduce the amount of tournaments um, and go with more of a festival feel. So I, I feel like maybe New Zealand was limited around what they could provide as opposed to, say, like a Dubai that has um, six to eight fields on, around the outside. Um, they can host men's and women's, which I think, again, influenced that decision. But it, uh, yeah, for me, it is real disappointing because 
as a player playing in your home um, sevens tournament was yeah. was pretty special. So um, to now not have that for for the next generation coming through is is disappointing. So hopefully it's not never again. But um, yeah, I think just the way that World Rugby are heading with it is you know probably wasn't just wasn't conducive to a Hamilton tournament going ahead. So what's next, Kurt? What's next? Uh, you you think about coaching, or you've got something else in the pipeline? Yeah, well, hopefully I um, we'll get back into some fifteens. I I, I um, I've still got the fire in the belly to compete. So I think if I ever lost that, then I'd, I'd definitely walk away altogether. But um, yeah, I'm working on a few things now. But um, hopefully get yeah. get back into some fifteens and and um, still get a bit more competition and probably annoy some more people just for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, honestly. I just remember being in Hawks Bay and you absolutely spraying me. Oh, you had some jet, you got, You've got to remember that's come from a place of you used to steam in uh, bowling at me and I was shitting my pants. So I, um, it was my only chance to get one back because I couldn't bat. They reckon it was 140 Ks, Kurt. Oh, I reckon shit. 150. <laughs> and if he'd been doing bench or guns the day before, he looked massive steaming in. Exciting, to be honest. <laughs> oh mate, stop it, stop it! No, no doubt you got a young family, brother. You got a young family, so a bit of daddy daycare on the cards for the next couple of weeks, eh? Yeah, totally. I think um, it's a cool time of the year to be be with family. So, um, having spent lots of time away, um, we've got a wee daughter, mm. so um, some beach time and um, hopefully debrief with a few people that have um, you know I've been on the journey with me over a few beers. Yeah. So um, now it'll be it's, it's going to be a cool time of the year and. It'll be cool just to um, probably look back and just reminisce on what was a pretty special time for me. All right, mate. I'm going to give you a bit of advice here. I retired and blew out. Don't retire and blow out like Daggy, okay? Yeah, I've already got a contingency plan in. I just It's whether I stick to it or not. <laughs> stick to it, mate. Trust me. It's easy to put on, hard to lose when you finish up. Hey, uh, yeah, thanks okay. very much, Kurt. Sweet as. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it, mate. All the best. Uh, congratulations on an awesome career. Take care, brother. Cheers. See you. <sighs> there he is. Dog nuts baker. How good. <laughs> what a classic. He's got, I bet he's got a thousand stories too sitting down when when he's um, wrapping up his career in that, and leaving it in a good place too, you know, talking about the game's changed and the younger blokes coming through and, and just all the things that he learned from Titch coming, how he, how he built his uh, value compass on the on all the things that Titch taught him. So I reckon there's a lot of blokes is he out there that came through that Titch era in those early two thousands especially that built a lot of good values and resilience from how Titch uh, I guess attacked this, the the coaching of that sevens team back then. Yeah, I love this chat about when you make a mistake, you're going to get punished. So it teaches you really um, good decision-making out on the field, not giving anyone an inch, and defensively, like defensively working extremely hard. I touched on it yesterday. When you're in the middle, you're working the hardest. You're out on the edge, you're hiding. So it teaches you good foundations going forward. And and touched on it yesterday, Kempe, the, the pathways is genuine for the Sevens, and mm. it's a great pathway. You look at a list of names that have come out of the New Zealand Sevens program, and it's just a great, um, you know, factory line for what our rugby, um, our rugby competitions are these days, and and the strength that it is. So, 
We can't lose it. And that's the one thing I'm a little bit worried. We, we won't lose Sevens, but Sevens back home has been affected. We had a text earlier on when they left Queenstown to go to, to go to Rotorua for the Nationals game. That Nationals competition has been deflated. Everyone loved going to Queenstown. It was a huge event. And I've uh, had to change that. So hopefully it doesn't have that long-term effect. I just love the way that he is so at peace. There's nothing. There's nothing better than hearing an athlete so happy about how they've ended up. Like as a fan, like I've watched Kurt for so many years, and it just feels like he's going out on top. Like it just that's so. It feels like a great full circle moment. And you know, when you've watched someone for my whole life, I've watched Kurt Baker pretty much run around for that sevens. You always look out for him because he was skinny and he was white and he was he would just charge hard and always get in their faces. So you never missed him. And just to hear him so at peace with his decision, I think that's really neat.